Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Right Now, an author's platform. I am so excited to be back with you today. I am Dr. Pamela. So I am extremely excited to have my spiritual daughter, Amina, who inspires. Amina with us today, and she is going to just bring some incredible downloads. So Amina, welcome to the platform, and please tell everybody who you are. Thank you so much, Mama. I am so honored and so blessed to be here with each and every one of you today. I just want to give God all the praise, honor, and glory and say thank you, Lord, for uniting us. You know, I wouldn't be who I am without him, so I want to start off with gratitude and that praise. And just to say, this is really an incredible day it's going to be such a powerful conversation and for those who don't know me i am your girl amina inspires i am your sister in prosperity and possibility because i know that all things are possible to those who believe i'm a mindset coach i'm a speaker an author so many different wonderful hats that i wear but i'm just someone who believed I decided to make a decision in my life that higher was calling. When that calling came, I said, I have to choose to walk this path of know thyself. Oh my gosh, I love that. I'm just someone who believes. That is like, you know, uh, that is absolutely spot on. And that is who you are. So there are people, Amina, that talk the talk. And then there are those who walk the talk. Walk the talk means you're doing what you're saying that you're doing, right? Since you're living it out. Those are the people we want to follow. And so for all of you listening or viewing, this is Amina. She walks the talk. And and I've been with her for a number of years. And we've gone through some life together. And no matter what is going on, she keeps her focus centered and up, connected to source, uh, to God, as we know that's the only way to, to rock and roll. That's the way we get through life in a positive way. And she does that. So as she is speaking into you today, I just want you to know that as educated as she is and as great a speaker as she is and all of that, that is really coming from her heart because this is who she is. Uh, that's why she's my girl. That's why I am get to be uh, her spiritual mama because she's the real deal. And, um, you know, that's who I want in my life are real deals. So I'm so grateful you're here, Amina. And I want to start out our time together today Oh my goodness, you have a book out. Woo! Yes! Get excited. It's time to get excited. <laughs> Tell me about this book and a little bit about the backstory of it. And and in and, and case we flow into it, you also work in the book industry with publishing and coaching in this area. So just, you know, just take your liberty. Tell us about your book and, and about all that you're doing in the author world. Oh, thank you so much, Mama. Thank you. So this is my book, The Confidence Catapult, How to Ask for What You Want and Get It. And for me, confidence is really about knowing. Um, we were talking about faith before God, spirit, universe, Christ, whoever you believe in, whoever your truth is. But knowing that as you plug back into source, as you plug back into the one that you confide, you confide and trust yourself a lot more. So this book is really about helping people to shift and transform into their most confident version. It's a self-help book. It goes 
it goes through different principles of self-image transformation and really what happened within me was I had a mentor who just believed in me and said you know if you borrow my belief John Tellerico if you borrow my belief you're going to be successful and I, I didn't have enough belief in myself but I clung onto his belief and I knew that there was something more inside of me and as I started to shift and transform, I realized that other people were noticing and they just kept coming. Oh, my God, Amina, like, you know, you've done your TEDx. How did that go? Oh, my God, Amina, you published your book. You know, how did you do that? And I realized that actually all that was happening was my self-image had changed so much that I no longer listened to that old, you know, stinking thinking, the old story that we have. And I decided to write a new chapter right now and decided to say that it's it's time for me to change who I've been to let go and start to become who I've always wanted to be. And as, as I started to write this book, it was like something was just taking over me. I would wake up at four o'clock in the morning. It was like this chapter would just start downloading and I knew I had to write. So I'd be on my phone and just making all these notes and just surrendering. I think a lot of our fears come from not surrendering. And when I just surrendered, I said, okay, I'm gonna write this book. I don't know how, I don't know what how to even get through it, but I just trusted that this was the message that I was, was given to deliver. And um, and it was just, yeah, it was just such an experience. So I'm celebrating this book. I'm celebrating life and just knowing that, you know, confidence, you, you can have the confidence to be, do, have anything that you want, but you just have to believe in yourself. And once you have that belief in yourself, then you can shift and change your life. And I go through the different principles of conscious creation. I feel like a lot of us are on automatic and when I stepped into consciously creating the life that I desired, I realized that I actually could have what I, what I wanted, the goals and dreams I had been writing down and trying to manifest. You know, conscious creation, that's a powerful statement. And for somebody that might be listening today that's going, God, uh, what, what is that? And what do you mean I'm on autopilot? And is this why I'm not fulfilling you know, feel fulfilled as a person. What does that mean to consciously create? Yes. So a lot of our programming is subconscious. 95% of what we do is from our subconscious mind. So that, that's the autopilot part of you that, you know, it helps you to tie your shoelaces. It helps you to get out of bed. Like you don't have to think, you know, how should I breathe? You know, you just do it. You, you be it. And um, once you kind of understand how how source makes things easy for us you realize that our habits are the way that it's, it's the automatic programming within us to make life easy it's like a gift from god it's like hey you know how to do this now here it is it's part of your your thinking it's part of your being and now you don't have to think about it anymore you just do it so a lot of us have collected all of those doing things and some of those doing things don't actually serve us anymore and once you start to unpack the things that you're doing that are serving you or not serving you you realize actually I'm not thinking I'm not being conscious I'm not being aware I'm I'm just unconscious on autopilot all the time so when you kind of shift that gear and you say actually I'm going to start to consciously create who I want to become you make you start making decisions and the word decision comes from the root word decor which means to cut off all other possibilities and once you make that decision you cut off all other possibilities, whether it's your limited thinking, whether it's the opinions of others, other failures you might have had, and you decide, you step into that role of being the driver and say, actually, it doesn't matter who I've been or what has happened to me or what I've gone through, all the ugly parts of life, it matters who I decide to become in this moment. 
And that's what it means to consciously create. You decide to actually now change that, change the page. You know, we all have an opportunity and it's called every single day. And you get to decide in that moment, who am I going to be? You don't have to, you know, listen to that old story. And that was really what was, in, what was imprisoning me for so many years. That old story of I can't and I am a victim and this is not, I'm not worthy. And just all those limiting beliefs. And once you kind of free yourself from that and you start to consciously create, you see how how abundant, how pro, how prosperous you can really be because that's who we are, our essence. Yeah, Absolutely. And that was such a great way of explaining that. What does it mean to be consciously creating and not just be on autopilot? We are creating every moment. Yes. It's, are we creating what we want? Our autopilot might help to like keep the heart beating, but in the natural way of understanding, we're everything is in a state of deterioration. So if we are not consciously making, oh, I shouldn't be thinking that, you know, you know, turn the page, as you said, we can easily fall back into those types of thinking that aren't serving us, that hold us in bondage, like you said, to thinking you're not worthy, and therefore you never move forward, uh, that you think that you're not beautiful, therefore you, you hold back, um, that you're not smart, therefore you don't produce, um, all those things that can, uh, stop us. And you explained that so beautifully. So for you, Amina, tell us a little bit about your story when you became aware that you were like on autopilot or maybe when you decided, okay, I need to start to be consciously creating and getting off of autopilot. What sort of happened in that place that triggered you to have an awakening? Yes. So I remember it was about 2016, 2017, and my grandmother passed away and I was on holiday and I was coming back and I just thought, <clears throat> like, how is this really happening to me? And I kept looking at my phone and had all these missed calls and it just something felt heavy in my heart. But, you know, the old version of me was, you know, I, I didn't want to see the truth. I, I wanted to escape. I wanted to hide. And I kind of avoided my grief. Um, and I kind of fell into the arms of one of my best friends and she was sick at the time and she didn't tell me how sick she was because <laughs> she was that person who was so loving and she became really really ill and she had four stage stage four cancer um, and she just got to a point where she was just really a shadow of the person that she used to be mm -hmm. and I remember just sitting at her bedside one day and they kept saying they just want to make her comfortable they just want to make her comfortable and never understanding what that really means but in medical terms it means that they had done all that they could and that they had given up and I refused to accept it and everyone thought I was crazy <laughs> and I kept saying you know you're going to get through this you're going to be okay and I just you know coming to the hospital every day you know inspiring her just kind of saying you know life's gonna life's gonna get better you know we're gonna laugh about these days and the nurses would always just smile and say oh here she goes again she's just started talking to her and it would just be so I would try and shift the energy but I remember the day that you know, it was really one of her last days and I was sitting at her bedside and there was a lot of family and friends in the room. And we were all just in prayer and devotion, just thanking God for, you know, opportunity to have experienced her. And um, her body had started to shut down and she didn't have enough energy to be even be swallowing or, or saying anything. And in a miraculous moment, she called out my name and she hadn't spoken for hours. 
and we really didn't know that she would even speak again. And she called out my name in this room full of family and friends. And I just rushed to her bedside and I thought, oh my gosh, just, I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> and she just, she held my hand and she said, Pinky, promise. She just put her pinky like this and she said, Pinky, promise. And she was using all her energy, just literally trying to sh speak to me in this mm -hmm. moment. And she said, Pinky, promise. And I said, yes, yes, what is it? What is it? What is it? And then she said, no regrets. No regrets. Oh my gosh. And in that moment, I realized that she had come to the end of her life, never having lived her life. She kept talking about all these things she wanted to do, all these things she wanted to have. And she just wanted me to make sure she didn't fall, I didn't fall into that same trap. And she said, no regrets. And I said, I promise. And you know, she held my pinky really, really tight. And the next morning she transitioned and it, it was God's order. So I, I was comfortable with allowing that. But in that moment, I really realized that the greatest loss in life is not death, but what dies inside us every single day. That dream, that goal, just that higher version of you, the things that you've always wanted to do, that is what really matters. And I realized that actually I have to start making decisions in my life to choose what I want instead of accepting the things that I don't want because not making a decision is still making a decision. <laughs> and I had become victim to that. And I had just accepted the limit limitations, the, the negative thinking, the environments that I was in. And I, I put myself, and I, and I take responsibility, I put myself in that prison of saying, I can't have, there's not enough. And being really limited by my own thinking. But once I had that experience, and once I felt that divine message from her, I knew that it was time to really let go and let God. <laughs> Wow, what an incredible story that she had enough wherewithal to, you know, put her body in submission, really, so that she could reach back out to you and be the voice of God to you in that moment to say, no regrets. And then obviously that the pinky swear was something that we know what that means, but it must have meant something special to you guys. Um, that she just didn't randomly come up with that, that you know, like what, what we've never done that before, that that must have been a very special thing to the two of you, but that her voice would be able to really cry out from, from heaven, even at that time, coming yeah. into the earth to you to say, no regrets, and that you grabbed a hold of that. Uh, you said something just a minute ago that was so powerful, and I and I just would love you to repeat it again and just see where we go from there. But you said that it was death wasn't, yeah. you know, wasn't the end or wasn't the word, but what worst, but what dies inside us. Could you just go a little bit further with that? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I really believe that, you know, the greatest loss in life is not death. We're all going to face death and it's scary, but that's not the greatest thing you should really fear. The thing that you should really fear is what dies inside you every single man that's just like we could just be silent here for like a few minutes and just let that sink into everybody because every day that we're here it's one more day heading towards the day that we won't be here and so what are we leaving um, what are we living? I like the statement, living a legacy, not leaving the legacy. Like if you live it, 
then it's going to be here when you're not. So when your friend passed, transitioned, it was at this time that that all started to come into, into alignment for you, that it wasn't about the physical death as much as it was what we, what we're not doing with our life. Is that when that started to take form? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I realized in that moment that it was really, you know, we die every single day, but it's only one day that we actually leave the body and the things that die inside us are the things that are really crying out for us. You know, we all have that voice of intuition that says, you know, you should go and do this. You should really be doing that. Or, you know, this job isn't enough for you. Or is this relationship great? But you you can sometimes snooze that, you know, and it's really dangerous because then you live in this mode of just sleep and sleep is great, but you're not awake. You're not aware. You're not alive. And there's a difference. There's such a difference between being, between living and being alive. And being alive is living from your heart, living what your calling is, living in your purpose and actually submitting to that, you know, inspiring, impacting, changing lives, just giving from your vessel. Like I really believe we're all made on purpose, with purpose, for a purpose. And when you really step into that, you step into your your divinity, your gift. And, you know, there's so many, there's so many moments and memories that I have um, with my friend Jeanette. Um, but I remember at her funeral, there was someone who had met her 10 minutes in a corridor and they traveled over 10 hours to come and come for the funeral. Wow. Wow. And it was just the impact of her life. There were people she had, she didn't even know for a long time, but the standard that she set, she really left everyone with that impression of increase, you know, valuing that time, valuing their presence, hearing them, seeing them, just giving them that unconditional love. She was unconditional love. And she, it, it makes sense why she had to transition because she, she was just, she was one with everyone. She loved on people so much. And it really just impacted me, you know, to think this person had traveled so far for someone they'd met 10 minutes in a corridor. I just I was so impacted and it really it really inspired me to just change my life because I was thinking what kind of impression and what kind of impact am I creating in this world and is it really the impact that I want to leave and so at that moment where you're asking yourself these questions what happened next how because obviously you're not the same person anymore that you were then just give us like some of the snippets of how things began to move because of course there's all these you know god moments right where things happen but there's also the the i am moments meaning i i mean meaning i am i am responsible for me right where i say god takes a step and then you need to take a step and then he takes a step and then you take a step so what were some of those god steps that happened and how did you have to move forward? What step did you have to take, even if it was uncomfortable? There, yeah, there was definitely a lot of steps that I had to take in terms of actually stepping out of who I was. Um, the first step was just reading. <laughs> I stopped reading. Um, I started to pick up a book a day and just read a, a page, basically. I started reading a page. And I just started asking and surrendering and saying, okay, where should I be? Who should I connect with? Um, I I started looking online at different events and just opening my mind. You know, there's two different mindsets that you can have. You can have a fixed mindset 
or an open mindset. And I decided that, you know, I wanted to be open to receive. And I just kept saying that as an affirmation, I'm open to receive, I'm open to receive, I'm open to receive. And there were just different moments. I, I remember going to this event and I met a, I met a, a now he's a friend, <laughs> um, but he was the first person who introduced me into um, Napoleon Hill. And he gave me the book, Think and Grow Rich. And he said, just read this book. He said, just read this book. And even though I had a heavy heart and there was a lot of things going on, I knew that there was some something happening that I had. I was receiving the answers. When you ask, you really do receive, but you have to be willing to step into it. So I started to read. I started to, you know, explore different things, whether it was spirituality or religion. I was open to everything, and I decided that, you know, I was gonna just follow the footprints and follow the breadcrumbs that were left for me, so that I could kind of pick up what I needed to. Um, but I realized every morning, the one thing I would do is gratitude. And that really, really changed my life. So I, I just want to emphasize that. Um, I still do it to this day, but I write down three things I'm grateful for. And I just, you know, place my hand over my heart. And I really just feel into that gratitude, especially the breath of life. That is the first one. I'm just always just breathing deep and just allowing and saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And just having all these different practices um when I when I started to follow this path there were different doors that kept opening um and the pandemic was actually an open window for me and it was an opportunity that I had been waiting for you know I was I was in my job nine to five as a lawyer and I just felt burnt out constantly trying to run here run there and it was you know a moment a cocooning for me I would say and I was this cocoon and I, I just kept asking what should I do Lord what should I do and I remember seeing this post by Les Brown um, that there was this power voice academy and that yeah. he would be teaching. And even though we're in a global pandemic and um, people were scared and worried, I, I, I wanted to be that voice of inspiration. And I said, I, I don't know, Lord, I don't know where the money's going to come from. I don't know what's going to happen. I also lost my job at this point because <laughs> I had been furloughed and taken off. And I just said, Lord, I surrender. And I just paid in and I said, I'm, I'm following. I hear the call. I heard the call and I followed. And it has just been one magical moment after that, because once you step with with God, he steps with you, too. And like you said, it's that that unison, that parallel that you guys are in alignment together now. Wow. So did you all hear that? She is an educated woman. She is an attorney. I mean, yes. <laughs> So um, I suddenly feel like all of my legal bases are covered now. <laughs> oh, yes. I got you covered, Mom. Don't worry. <laughs> no, that is amazing. And you said three different times, surrender, surrender, surrender. And then I was going to ask you, what does that mean to surrender? But you gave such a perfect uh, definition or answer. You said that you, you, you just do what you're being asked to do. Uh, you know, where's that money going to come from? What am I going to, you knew what you needed to do and surrender doesn't mean, you know, just like hands up. I give up, you know, not in a negative way. This yeah. means I'm going to, I'm going to follow this path. I'm going to give myself to it. And so you've said many times, and even at the beginning of our talk today, that surrendering was like top notch, primal importance to you. I wrote down that uh, you said that surrender is one of the most important parts. Do you, do you feel that way? Yes, 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 yes. 
if you don't surrender it you, you're in this resistance to life you will constantly be resisting 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 and that's how you get trapped that's how you get stuck that's how you disintegrate you know that's you know there's that law of um growth that says you know you're either you're either creating or you're disintegrating so oh, if you're not creating, if you're not surrendering, if you're not in your divine assignment, you know, I always say you have to align to your divine assignment, your God-given assignment, whether that's, you know, speaking, inspiring, writing, it can be just being a mom, but it's the, it's that realization of what you want to be and who you want to be. Oh man. And I love how you collectively put all those words together. So I'm going to repeat these. She connected a surrender to, um, instead of resisting, assisting. So yes. when we surrender, we're assisting God, yes. the divine within us. You also use the word uh, creating. So when we surrender, we come into a place of, of that conscious creating that you spoke about earlier. And we also stop resisting um, whatever it is that's out there. And sometimes we don't even realize we're resisting, right? We just are on that autopilot programmed that, you know, this is how my life is. This is what I've got to do. Or it's always going to be this way. How am I ever going to get out of this? It's never going to happen. And we are not in a place of surrender, which means we're in a place of resistance. And that's like, um, that's almost like an opposing position uh, uh, against faith, against God, that we're not in a place of receiving. And that was the other word that you used was when we're in a place of surrender, we're in a place of receiving. So we have, you know, receiving, we have creation, uh, conscious creation, being aware of it and assisting in the divine purpose and plan for our life when we surrender. Oh my gosh, that is so powerful. So good, right? <laughs> and this is coming from someone that, okay, yes, I get it. You had been furloughed, but you had a you know you had a position and could have gone back and found another one yes. in the in the in the in that world of law and justice and and you could have and and you could do that anyways and you can still do both you know we can do both we are wired to do what we need to do but you could have gone and found another um you know job as an attorney and not and and not surrender to yes. this call on your life and then you would have been working a job and not be in your calling yes powerful amina oh my gosh and so you said yes you said that you borrowed uh, john tallarico we love you we yes love you. hey john <laughs> the great connector <laughs> i think both of us have borrowed his belief in yes. us Definitely. and so borrowing the belief before we talk any more about what you are doing now share a little bit more on borrowing that belief because that's a beautiful statement but if somebody hasn't heard that before they're like huh what what, is that? what yes. does that mean <laughs> borrow somebody's belief in you yes definitely um so borrowing someone's belief is Sometimes, you know, you have your limited thinking and you're not able to kind of close that knowing, doing gap. You know a lot of things, but you can't get yourself to actually just do the things that you want. So borrowing someone else's belief is creating that bridge that you desire. You're creating that bridge to walk over to what you want to do, to actually step into your power and own it. And I remember just, you know, standing on one side of the bridge and John was like, 
borrow my belief. And it was like, I felt scared. I didn't know what to do. You know, there was an investment to make. And I just knew there was something that kept saying, walk, walk, step, walk. And, you know, I, I didn't know John very well. I didn't know all the incredible things that he does, you know, the great connector. But I just trusted in his voice. There was something in his voice. And when you hear truth, it speaks to you. You know, my name means Amina. It means the most trustworthy. It comes from the word truth. So that's why truth is so important to me because I seek the truth because I want to be the most truthful person to be able to teach the truth to others. So when I heard that voice of truth in John, I knew that I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know where I was going, but I had to take his belief because mine wasn't big enough. I couldn't, I couldn't walk based on my thinking. I couldn't walk based on the voices that were the narrative I was creating in my own mind. When John said walk and borrow my belief, there was an there was a power in his voice. And it felt it felt divine. It felt really um just yeah, very powerful. And I knew that belief that it was just so big, like he could see something in me that I couldn't see in myself. And I and I saw him light up and I thought, okay, I, I know there's something greater on that side. I know there's something greater. So I just I stepped and I walked and Borrowing that belief was the bridge to get me to the place of doing the things that I love now. I, that is so powerful. I haven't heard it described as a bridge. And that is absolutely what it is. And it's as though you're walking across that bridge. And, you know, when you go across the bridge, you're leaving something behind. Yes. Going over what really is uh, nothing. Because, but the nothing is the preparation to get you to something, you know, and, and when we borrow somebody else's belief in us and we walk that bridge, it's like, they're taking our hand yes, and walking across the bridge and like pointing things out along the way, you know, to us. <laughs> and, and then we get across the bridge and we're, and we're ready. We're ready to go into that proverbial promised land or whatever, you know, as you're talking about uh, coach John, he's, he's a coach for both of us. Uh, you know, the statement is really true that when the pupil is ready, the teacher appears. Oh, and, <laughs> you know, and there you were, you were ready, but you had come to the place where you had said, pinky promise, pinky swear, no regrets. Uh, <clears throat> death isn't the most awful thing. It's what would die inside of us. Realizing that your friend had impacted so many lives in her short life that people drove 10 hours or traveled 10 hours to get to her homegoing celebration. And you had come to this awareness. And so I, I just believe there's people that are, are coming to this awareness and they're like, what next? Well, the book fell into your hand of Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. You hear Les Brown on social media, uh, talking about power voice, you jump in, you surrender, you say yes, you quit resisting, you start assisting. And then what happens? The teacher appears. Of course, the teacher's always God, but he does send people to us. And the teacher appears and, and, and you were ready because you had surrendered, because you had made that quality decision. She had said yes to the call. And here comes, uh, Mr. Tallarico, who you can find at the Million in You, by the way, you can look that up. Uh, and, and there you are, and he's got his hand out to you to take you across the bridge and walked you across the bridge 
through his mentorship program. And so you came across the bridge and you're on the other side of the bridge now. And I know we still all need our mentors. We still all need our coaches uh, to encourage us along the way. But what has happened now for you since you came across the bridge? And you're like, I'm on party side. I'm on the other, I'm on my island, Amina Island. Like, what is happening now? And are you helping people across the bridge? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is definitely Party Island. There's so many incredible, incredible things. You know, since since kind of making that decision, that quality decision, like you said, there's so many different hats and roles I've had to place and, and use. Um, I've become a TEDx speaker, Les Brown certified speaker. Okay, I wait have... a second, I'm gonna interrupt you. TEDx. Oh, tell yes. us about the TEDx and tell people what that means because there might yes. be people saying, What is TED? Who's TED? Who, who... <laughs> What does that mean? Because that's a huge thing. That's a, a yeah. That's a huge um, honor to have been that. And I was there to pray for you right before you oh, stepped out. Yes. You know, I remember that. Yes. that it's yes. so cool. Okay, so just give a little blurb about TEDx and and how you ended up there. Yes, yeah, so TEDx is one of is, is a certified platform that kind of promotes um, new speakers and kind of creates. Um, kind of helps the ordinary person be seen more. So it gives you a stage, uh, a huge stage where, you know, your voice can really penetrate and impact. And I was actually at the House of Lords. So that's in Parliament. A friend had invited me to an event. She gave her, somebody couldn't make it. Some, one of the speakers dropped out last minute and they said, Amina, you're a speaker. And she just said, she said, you need to go speak. And it, I had three minutes and I was like, okay. <laughs> just we're sitting in the house of lords okay i, I gotta speak now um yeah, and it was a lot of pressure surrender. i just want to point that out oh, to everybody she surrendered and yes, had to pull <laughs> on the belief of who she was in that moment okay go ahead and then she said to speak i was like oh okay my time let's go let's go and, you know i've been practicing my life script and all these other things that i was doing the affirmations so i was ready to step into that new version and I just spoke from my heart. That's that's all I really know how to do. I spoke from my heart. And, I, you know, unknown to me, there was someone in the audience who was a TEDx organizer. And he, after I had finished speaking, he came up to me and he said, I need you. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> he was like, I need you. I need your voice. He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that everyone hears your voice. Your voice is needed. And he just went and just, he was so excited just to speak to me and to kind of, connect you know I, I was just speaking from my heart I didn't know who was there and, and that's the beautiful thing about life sometimes you're speaking to someone and you don't know the impact that they can have that connection can have and he said but there's a two-year waiting list and I was like but I'm ready now <laughs> I was like I'm ready now I, I want to do it this year and he's like don't worry I'm gonna put you on the list in two years time you're gonna do it I was like I'm gonna see you in June <laughs> and he just kept laughing I was like I'm going to see you in June <laughs> And he's like, okay, Nina. I was like, I'm going to see you in June. And he just kept laughing. But I really kept affirming that statement because what I wanted was right in front of me. And sometimes the things that you want are right there, but you have to claim it. You have to claim it. And I claimed it. And, you know, he thought I was crazy. But in June, <laughs> in May, he called me up and he said, Amina, you'll never guess what. And I was like, I was laughing. I, just, I said, oh, Mark. <laughs> do you mean that thing that you said that would happen that you know 
it's not gonna happen and he was like yes we've got a slot this year you know someone pulled out last minute I was like Mark I told you I'm gonna see you in June <laughs> my god and um you know God works in mysterious ways like you said when you surrender when you're trusting when you're on the path doors windows everything opens up because now you're you're in alignment with who you're meant to be now I'm just to give everybody the follow the bouncing ball here you went to the event say the name of the event again uh, so it was freedom e event so it was an event a women's empowerment event okay so now that was the event um where the, the house of lords okay. yeah house of lords. okay and and we didn't say that amina is is phoning in from england so if you're wondering like okay. house of lords and all <laughs> sorry no that's okay i was just sort of thinking that people might not understand what that means so she goes she could have said no Yes, yes. She could have said, no, I'm not going to go. I'm going to stay home and binge Netflix. I mean, seriously, you, you know, you went. Yes. And then here comes the opportunity. Oh, we need a speaker. You speak. Les Brown says speakers speak, right? Writers write. <laughs> so you go, oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's what I do. I speak. You said yes. You didn't um, hit the too much of a, maybe a little bit of a panic button, who knows, but you were ready and you got up there and it just so happens that a TEDx coordinator is sitting in the audience. Come on, Amina, you can't make this stuff up. You really can't make this stuff up, guys. <laughs> I oh. wish I could. <laughs> and then within the allotted time that you felt in your heart where this would manifest for you, you're standing on the stage just like you felt. But this all goes back to saying, yes. Do you want to come with me to this event? Sure. You said yes. Do you want to speak? Yes. Uh -uh. I need you to be a TEDx speaker. Yes. In within two years. Yes, you need me sooner. <laughs> right. <laughs> And this is what happens when we become conscious of the creation, when we have our awareness. So as you were walked across that bridge and your uh, coach and mentor is pointing things out to you about how this works, you're taking it all in, brings you across to the other side of the bridge and off you go to Party Island, as we said. And now look at how everything begins to align as you have now learned the empowerment of, of awareness and divine alignment with yes. God. Yes. And so now here you are, you have done the TEDx, check that off the list. Okay. What's happening on Amina Island today? <laughs> what's going on? What party? Well, <laughs> well, recently um, I became a global peace ambassador uh, with the U Universal Peace Federation and they work very closely with the UN. So really a global humanitarian award to really be an ambassador to serve others and to actually stand and use my voice. That's why I want to, always wanted to do use my voice to inspire others. So I, you know, gracefully received that award. Um, and, you know, I, I wrote my book and now I'm helping others to live their dream of becoming a self-published author through my programming and mentorship because it, it's that belief that once you believe in yourself and you're confident, that you know your life can really shift and transform and I I discovered this thing I call it the DAC cycle DAC 
Um, and what it means is define, align, create. And as I was kind of connecting all the different dots in my life, I realized these were the three components, the three stages that I had to do in order to become the woman I am today. I had to define what I wanted, I had to align my belief and my behavior, and I had to start creating with my words and actions. And once I put all those pieces together, I, I recognized that I had a catapulted into this more confident version. And all I wanted to do is just share the good news. Catapulted, you were <laughs> launched like, you know, <laughs> seriously, a rocket ship on steroids. Like, that, I don't think rocket ships can do steroids, but you know what I mean. Like, you were just like, yes. y'all, check this out. This is the woman that felt inadequate that what had happened and gone on in her life had caused her to be comfortable being in the shadows. But yeah. she had a strong education and was willing to serve people because that's her call. And she was doing that in the legal field. She goes into the, um, the, the hospital, the hospice room of her dear best friend who spurs her on to yeah. pinky promise, pinky swear to not ever have regrets. And so she took that to heart to honor her friend. And now she has not only walked across the bridge to Party Island, but now she's walking others across that same bridge onto their Party Island and empowering and inspiring. I mean, it inspires yes. people <laughs> all over the world. I mean, hey. It's you could say, yeah, I've been a TEDx speaker. Yeah, I spoke on the virtual stage with Les Brown. Um, yeah, I was in John Tallarico's inner circle. And you know, you could sit on those accolades and I was in this book or that book, but you have not quit. You have continued to move forward. And because of that, you're changing lives all over the world. I mean, come on again. I'm gonna say what Les says. You can't make this stuff up. No. <laughs> What an example of somebody that decided to surrender, just crazy enough to believe that, and this is a good crazy, by the way, that God means what he says, that he has chosen you and that you have a calling and that you could serve others. And oh, I forgot to say congratulations. And this award given to you, Ambassador, is that what the title was? Ambassador. Yes, yes. Um, Peace, global peace ambassador. I was like, oh wow, I receive it. I receive it, Lord. <laughs> ambassador, yes. All because you said I surrender. Oh my gosh. Powerful <laughs> stuff. Amina. Okay, how do people connect up with you? And um, yeah, where do they find you? And all of this is in the description, but I'm gonna have her tell us anyways. How do they find you? And how do they how do we get your book? Everybody should be running book after hearing your story. Definitely, definitely. You can find my book on Amazon or you can message me privately on Instagram or Facebook. It's at Amina Inspires on Instagram and Amina Mohammed dot million in you because I'm a <laughs> ambassador for, for John Tellerica. I can't forget that um, at, on Facebook. Uh, or you can email me at Amina Inspires at gmail.com. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Okay. This is so amazing. I feel like I'm floating up there somewhere in the ether. Um, we've just, oh, wow. So powerful. Is there anything else that you don't feel that you got a chance to say that is burning in you? Like, I got to share this. 
I want to give you the last word. Yes, 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 please. Um, I just want to say, you know, it doesn't matter where you've gone or who you thought you were. You know, every day is a new opportunity. And from my heart to yours, I truly want to say that you are powerful and you are more powerful than you know. Allow yourself to step into your greatness. Allow yourself to be the person you have always imagined. Listen and please surrender to that calling on your heart. Because once you do, magic happens. Your life is going to completely shift and transform. So surrender and know that as you do, everything is going to come into divine alignment for you. And if you need somebody to remind you of that, you just need to reach out to Amina. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> oh, I love that as you surrender, the magic happens. I mean, that's the secret sauce right there, isn't it? Yes. Saying yeah. yes. Saying yes. And being willing to be totally dedicated and make that decision, which means nothing else matters. When you said that, what the definition of decision made meant, I'm sorry. And then a little bit later, you're talking about um, the bridge. And I'll just close us out with this. When you make the decision and you leave everything else behind, you go over that bridge and there's nothing there. I mean, there's nothing. There's a reason the bridge is there. And that's to get you to the other side because you couldn't get there if there wasn't a bridge. So when you make that decision to leave everything else behind, except pursuing what you know is your God-given gift or calling, you go across that bridge. It's decision bridge, really. Somebody will walk across that with you. God, somebody else, whoever, walk across decision bridge with you into your party island, your promised land. Oh my gosh, I am so inspired. Amina, <laughs> thank you for being here with us today. Thank you so much, Mama. Honestly, it's such a privilege and a pleasure. You have been such a divine light in my life and it's such an honor to be your spiritual daughter. I want to make sure that, you know, I make you proud and just thank you for everything that you continuously pour into me. You really are an open channel of God's will. So thank you, Mama, and I love you very oh much. Oh my gosh. No fair making me cry. Sorry, I can't help it. You're amazing. Hello. <laughs> I love you so much. And um, you're going to come back again and again. Uh, we're going to have her also on purpose by design. Uh, so you're going to be able, you're going to get double, triple doses of the inspiration that comes from Amina. <laughs> I want to thank all of you for showing up today for this broadcast. Let's show the world that these messages of inspiration and motivation and power are needed in the world. There's somebody out there at Decision Station right now who needs to hear this. And you know who they are. Help them, introduce them to the bridge. Be one of those hands that'll bring them across Decision Bridge. Forward this episode on purpose to somebody. As always, you are here on purpose, with a purpose, by design, not by default. So go out there right now and be the salt and the light everywhere you go. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.